if you're sitting in a city and you're thinking, man, I don't really think that I want the government to tax me out of my life. Hmm. You should put on your shoes, get in your car. That you still have. That you still have. Yeah, there are places in this country that you can go and it's not going to be like that. Hey, y'all. Put on your boots, grab your headphones, and let's get a little muddy. As we build a community rooted in the love of dirt roads, whether dust or mud. Welcome to the Dust or Mud Podcast. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Dust or Mud Podcast. We are Shelly and Rich McGlamory coming to you from Airground Farms. Hey. Hi. How's everybody doing? Yeah. Happy to be here again. Yeah. Seven. I know. Seven times. Crazy. This means it's been seven weeks. Whoa. I know. It does. Yeah. Like almost two months. Yeah. That's crazy. It's getting fun. It is getting fun. <laughs> yeah, I get ex- I get excited about it now, about thinking about what we're doing. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, we'll talk about what we talked about last week yeah. and then talk about what we're going to talk about this week. All right. Yeah, last week was fun. Last week was fun. Yeah, you had me rolling. You had me rolling. <laughs> that was good. So what... What people may not have heard when we were really <laughs> laughing, it, it, when Shelly said that we had chickens, which yeah. was true, we it did have true. chickens. The thing that she said under her laughy breath was, and I wanted goats. I did. Your mom even bought me a book I called Raising, Raising Goats, goats for, for Dummies. Right. <laughs> she did. And I don't think everybody could hear that. I don't think so either. They probably... They, Especially if they were just listening, they probably didn't know what I said. Yeah. So that's what really got her and I both really Really, I did. I wanted goats. It's true. She did want goats. That did not mean that we were farming at the time. (laughs) No, it did not. No, we were living in in the suburbs with four chickens and some tomato plants. Yeah. No, we did. But I, I did want goats. I thought that I wanted to be a goat farmer. Yeah. And get meat goats. Mm-hmm. But I heard that... It's really hard to keep them in. Mm. In fact, goat farmers will tell you about your fencing. Yeah. To test your fencing to see if a goat, it'll keep a goat in, throw water in it. If water goes through it, the goats will get out. That's right. So we opted to say no to goats. Yeah. So far. So far. <laughs> so far. So far. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So, so last so, week, that we, was funny. we talked about... Um, cows eat grass. Yes. Um, and, and the way that we do with our cows. And uh, mm-hmm. if you missed it, it was funny. Check it out. We we still go back and watch portions of it and laugh. Oh, we do. So um, that was it was good. We did talk a little bit about the industry and how they how they feed cows different things. Mm-hmm. And then we also talked about the labeling and the USDA labels and how it may not mean exactly what you might think it meant and for me this big surprise was grass finished did not mean that they were out on pasture it meant that they were still in the same feedlots yeah just eating a, a, different, a different forage forage yeah diet. so um pretty yeah. pretty fun episode for sure yes. and then this week we're talking about dirt roads yeah you're going to take it away from actual details of farming and raising animals and just talk about what it means what it's like the Nuances, joys, challenges of living three miles down a dirt road in the, I guess, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. It's not really nowhere, but it's here. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> but some people, <laughs> yeah, 
um, it's it is it's an interesting way of life, and we love it. Yeah, we'll chat a bit about it. Okay. First farm update. Yes, we got more sheep. Well, did we? Have yeah, not a goat farmer. No, <laughs> but we a, got more a, sheep. A more sheep farmer. Yes, we got more. Um, adding to our sheep enterprise, knowing that there are that there is a, a quite a market for lamb. Yes, and we want to make sure that we're able to produce enough to really offer offer some. Yeah. So, yep, we picked up some more ewes, a ram, and the ewes had some ewe lambs on their side, so they came too. And so every time we bring more animals onto the farm, it's always this mental gymnastics and sometimes physical gymnastics of how do we incorporate them into our daily routine? Where are we going to put them? How are we going to feed them? When are we going to feed them? What are we going to feed them? Yeah, so you, you bring it up as if it's something different. Well, we, we already have sheep. So right. what, what's the, well, the difference would be, um, yeah. at least the way we do things, and I know a lot of farmers do, whenever you introduce a new animal onto the farm, yep. you keep them quarantined off to themselves for a while. So we uh, one of the first animal-related things that we built here on the farm was what we'd call the training pen. Or, yeah, the training, the training pen. pen. And um, we, we use it also as a calming pen. And so uh, when we have, whenever we bring animals off of a trailer and onto the farm, they go straight into that training pen or calming pen and give them an opportunity to calm down. The last thing you want to do is put, you know, let them out of a trailer into a fence they've never seen and they just into a field and run wild. Off they, off go. they go. So we put them into a, a training pen that's made with T-posts and cattle panels, mm -hmm. physical, you know, hard physical barriers for them uh, to let them get used to us, get used to the farm, calm down from the travel. A new so, environment. Yeah, new environment, new people, you know, and it's stressful on animals to go through travel like that. Mm -hmm. So we we do uh, put them in a different spot. They are not with our sheep right Not now. yet. They so, will be, but yeah. they'll, they'll spend somewhere around a month. Yeah. By themselves, make sure everybody's good and healthy, has all of the, any shots or medications, care of any sort that needs to be done to them before we put them out there with the rest of the Yeah, animals. so when Shell talks about adding, you know, adding to the daily routine, mm -hmm. it's, it, we don't just dump them out with the no. sheep, so we have added an, another stop, yeah. if you will, on the, on the, on the rounds of the day. Right. So that, so we added sheep. Yeah. Living three miles down a dirt road. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, what do you think about that? How has it influenced your life and your pace and your perspective in life versus, I don't know, Washington, D.C.? <laughs> yeah, the pace of life is definitely slower. Yeah. Most definitely slower. Yeah. No, but we're, yeah, but we're busy all the time. I feel pretty paced. Yeah, that was. I feel like I had a pretty good clip every single day. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure how we were going to capture that in the discussion. That the there's no hustle bustle of the city life. Late always, always in a hurry. Always traffic, jockeying, even per, for position just on the road. How like that that feeling. But yet we're busy all the time. We always have stuff to do. There's always more than what we can get done in a day. So it's not it's not 
lazy life. <laughs> no. Right. So I, it was a how do we how do we capture that um, to to sort of describe it or or explain it to folks that 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 difference between I don't know hustle bustle city life and not that like yeah. what we what we have here it's not laying on the beach reading a book no so no. i mean it's not slowed down like that you know yeah how can you work hard and be calm or serene live in a serene environment while you're working your tail off yeah or you are in a serene environment that's why you're calm and still working, still working your, tail. your tail off <laughs> yeah i guess yeah and one of the one of the things that I like about the the pace, I guess, is well, it's not the pace, it's more like the location, I guess. I probably am jumping ahead with the living in the country and just the sheer amount of wildlife that's around is calming. When yeah. you see rabbits and you see the deer or like in your case, I think you really enjoy the bald eagles, yeah. you know, hunting in pairs or triplets or whatever are flying around hunting things. Yeah, it, it does. It adds to that sense of, I don't know, serenity, just that you can pause and look at something. You, you pause. I do. Look at stuff. I don't <laughs> pause and look at stuff very much. I do pause. <laughs> I'm definitely a Martha when it comes to that. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Yeah, you can't, I mean, you see roadkill in the city. There are a lot of deer, like where we were living in Maryland, Virginia, right outside of the Beltway. And there were a lot of, there's a lot of dead deer on the side of the road in the right. middle of the city. It was just the most tragic thing to know this. I don't know. It was weird. Like, we encroached on them, I guess, or I, I don't know. But it was weird. And out here, the deer are here is their natural environment. You know, they're not trying to, you know, skirt across Three ninety five or four ninety five <laughs> or whatever, you know, whatever big road it is, whatever parkway it is, yeah, getting themselves run over. I mean, they still got might get hit out here, but less likely when you're on a dirt road going twenty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we have time to stop and oh look, there they go, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so wild, that wild that's turkeys cool. a lot. Oh, so many, yeah, wild turkeys. Um, yeah, so all of the animals, whether they're ours and we feed them or they're our self-moving herd of deer eating our precious <laughs> grass forage. <laughs> we look out and go, oh, deer aren't cute. Right. <laughs> and you're eating what my cows need to eat. Yeah, exactly. But it's not deer season and you just get to pass on through. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're a joy. Yeah. And they create peacefulness. It is. It's mm -hmm. serene. Yeah, to look out and see them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then um, that that leads us to a little bit of a, a change in in mentality about going to town, about being out here, and not like we've we've come to the place where we don't care to go to town. I mean, we I have to go to town sometimes. I don't want to go to town. Yeah, ever really. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't ever have the, man, I just need to go. Now I do have sometimes the want to go ride down dirt roads in the Jeep. 
yeah. or go like, let's go see roads we haven't seen before. Right. Driving around, leaving the farm is okay. It's, but to go to town, we went to Springfield the other day and it was just, mm. it was different. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was very different. It, it, it's different to me each time. The longer time goes or the longer that we're here, the further away I am from the needs of the city or the needs of what the city provide. Yeah. I don't need it. Yep. I don't want it. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting. It really it is. is the the change. Yeah. Watching the way we've changed and the, the mentality yeah. shift. You want to go out to eat? Oh, man, you want to go eat at, you know, this restaurant or that restaurant? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I do not want to go out to eat. Actually. <laughs> I would rather fast <laughs> this meal than I had go out to eat. Yeah, unless it's sushi. I'll give up on that one. Right. I'll do that one. Yeah, once or twice a year. Yeah. Yes. Once or twice a year, go get some sushi. Yeah. As long as it's good quality. So okay. another another change that I, I feel like we've gone through is you used to have just a an immaculate vehicle. Yeah. I enjoyed I really love to keep my vehicle clean. Yeah. Run it through the the car I would love to run it through the car wash that they would put it on the conveyor belt and take care of all of it in like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Not even fifteen minutes. And it would come out smelling good, looking good. And if you do that often enough, it never gets bad enough to where like that service doesn't work. Yeah. So it was always so clean and I just loved it. Nice shiny wheels. <laughs> Y'all, it's either dusty or it's muddy. And it's, <laughs> they're just, we don't have time. We don't have time. Well, why would you? That's got to be the biggest waste of time on the planet. <laughs> right. To, washing a vehicle. Washing a vehicle, a living down a, three miles down a dirt road. And mm. yeah, so no, I don't. Well, I sold my vehicle. True. I didn't want to do it. I didn't. I was, it was a truck. It was perfectly suited for out here. Yeah. But I knew what was going to happen to it. And I was like, I don't want to just sell that and let it go be a pretty truck in the city somewhere else. Yeah. Um. So no, they're dirty. And how do we wash them? Well, if it's going to rain and not hail, mm-hmm. we make sure that the vehicles are out of the barn. Yes, we do. And the rain washes them. It does. <laughs> the other day we got a sideways blowing rain, no hail, sideways blowing rain. It was perfect. It blew that way. It blew that way. It was like pressure washing everything. The vehicles look clean. They did. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this is awesome. Now on the inside, y'all, it gets just as dirty on the inside as the outside. because yeah, we do have to take care of the inside. The vehicles are not. Yeah. Yeah, occasionally. I said occasionally. Is <laughs> it annually? Occasionally. Oh, I thought you said annually. <laughs> Might as well have ice cream. It's pretty much annually. <laughs> A friend of ours borrowed the Jeep. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I had to clean the inside of that thing. It smelled like dirt road. I mean, it was, we farm out of it sometimes. So yeah, true. it does get a little, a little bit extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you go, you go ahead and clean it, guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. So benefits. What are some benefits of mm. living in the middle of nowhere, as you said, or three miles down a dirt road? Benefit. Oh, well. It's, yeah. It's quiet. Well, it's not quiet. It's the noise is different. There is no city noise pollution anywhere. But we have guineas. 
<laughs> way less than we used I to. I know. And we have a bull out there screaming at us right now. I mean, yeah. there's and some loud chickens when they lay. I mean, there's noises, but not. They're no, definitely different noises, aren't they're they? They're so different. There, there's no highway noise. No. At all. Uh, some may be going down the dirt road. Everybody look up. Yeah, because you can <laughs> you can hear the rocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, must be USP, UPS man. Yeah. You know, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a win. It is definitely quieter. Yeah, it is. It's quieter. But it's but not silent. No, there are noises now. Yeah, well, all of the cicadas. Yes. At night. Oh wow. And the frog, tree frogs. Yes. And really loud. And the whippoorwills and the Chuck Wills widows. Chuck Wills widows. That's right. I sound like a whippoorwill, but it's not. But not. The sound sounds real close though. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of there are a lot of natural noises yeah. that are supposed to be there. And oddly enough, they don't bother you. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of this right now. Yeah. So they don't bother you. Why? Because they're in nature and like we we're meant to hear those noises. They were meant to be a part of our lives. And maybe they're at a frequency that is, <laughs> is tolerable. Right. For, <laughs> well, it's where, true. Where sirens are not. No, they're not. No. Yeah, no. It's definitely a different sound than living on the four-way stop in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, like, we lived in downtown Seoul for two years. Yes, we did. With millions of people, mm. tens of millions, literally, of people all around us. Yeah. And the sounds are different here. Yes, they are. It's never quiet there. Yeah. Ever. Uh, here at night, now, there are some weird weird nights where there are no cicadas or tree frogs and everything's just quiet. And it's like, now that is real. Whoa. That <laughs> it is really quiet. And if you turn off the lights because of where we built our house, it is serious dark. Really dark. Like really country dark. Our folks, when they come and visit, if the barn lights or some light isn't on and they're trying to get to and from, it's, you can't see. Right. If, uh, it was a no moon night, one night in particular. I mean, talking serious dark. Yeah. And the clarity of the stars going down to the bottom pastures where there's no light and going and looking at the Milky Way and that's phenomenal. Another extreme difference from Take Soul, where it, oh. <laughs> it, it never got quiet. It never got dark. No, too much city, too much light pollution, too much city lights, and there were no stars. We went two years. We didn't really see stars. We would see one. Yeah, we called it the Soul Star. That's right, the Soul Star. <laughs> <laughs> one star, one star. <laughs> in the sky. It was not our favorite place to live. No. Mm-mm. No, but here, uh, yeah, it's got to be cloudy in order to not see any stars. Yeah. It, I mean, they're just, they're there every single night. Still hanging there. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's beautiful, and we love that. We really do. Um, definitely a benefit uh, to living in the country. Yeah. In June, the fireflies come out they as do. well. And I can tell you where they got fairies. The concept of fairies or Tinkerbell. Yeah. You know, we've all we all know fireflies, but that first summer we were just in awe. Yeah, I was amazed. I had I've never seen that many because the, the grass was tall. It was kind of a lot of bushes. They they lived that you know at that level in the grass, and they were just wow. It's right as the sun is setting, so mm-hmm. it's not actually dark yet, but it's not yeah. light either. And it was yeah, just 
thousands of mm, fireflies. Thousands, thousands and thousands, you know, which is very much in contrast to another benefit. Well, There's not a lot of people. That's, that's true. <laughs> there's, we, not, there's not a lot of people there's around There's not, us. no. There are people. We have great neighbors. Great neighbors. We have a few great neighbors. Um, so it's not, we're not isolated. We're not out here by ourselves. Uh, but they're just few and far between. Yeah. Literally. 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 They're few and <laughs> we're, it's very far in between far us. Um, but yeah, there are less people, thus less noise and all of the things that go with having more people. Yeah. Um, but we, after living in Seoul for some years, after living in, out, you know, right in the middle of D.C., and that population, this is a nice change. It is a nice change. Yeah. Well, if we want to see people, we can go to the city. Or. Which we just said we, we don't, like. don't like to do. <laughs> we love people, though. Let me, but, you know, I don't want to sound like we don't like people. Yeah. We like people. We like to be genuine with people. We yeah. like to have genuine conversations. So when we're at the farmer's market on Saturdays and we can stand there for four hours and gen have conversations with people who want good food, that's fun. Actual conversations with actual people yes. in person, face, face to, to face. Face to face, eyeball to eyeball, having a conversation about something that you both care genuinely about. Yeah. I love those kind of people, yeah. you know, but just... Going to, no. <laughs> I just don't want to anymore. I don't, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we can raise our livestock. Oh, because we're out here? Yeah. Yeah, because when you're in the city, what were we allowed to have? Six chickens? We were. You can't turn that into a business. No. And you can't raise very much food for people. No. Mm-mm. I know people have micro gardens and micro greens and they Which could, I mean, people awesome to be able to do something for yourself. I know. Or they, I mean, and we love that. Ton of, yeah, we did that. Yeah. To, just being able to do something for ourselves. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. But I, you can't grow livestock. Yeah. You have a cow <laughs> <laughs> in the city limits no. of most places. Now I know somebody might be listening. It's like, Oh, we have a cow yeah. in our city limits. Yeah, yeah I know. But most places they got housing. What is it? Hoas. Homeowners Association. Thank you, Homeowners yeah. Association. Sometimes that stuff just whoop, right out my brain. <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, homeowners associations often frown upon pigs. Yep. Horses. Maybe even sheep. Sheep. And guineas. Yeah, certainly guineas. <laughs> <laughs> certainly guineas. Yes. So we can have our livestock, yeah, and can. I just absolutely, one of my favorite things is the wide open spaces. I can see. Not, there aren't any buildings in front of in front of me, except for our house, and that is really, really important to me. Uh, you? Yeah. Yeah? We used to fly airplanes. I did. That's the, that's the ultimate wide open spaces. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you would miss that openness. Yeah, very much. I, yeah, I would. And I enjoy it. So I enjoy it here yeah. for that. That's a bonus. Yeah, for definitely. The wide open spaces is very nice. Mm -hmm. So there are challenges 
You didn't talk about fresh air again. Oh, fresh air. Uh, yeah. It, that was one of the things when we went to Springfield the other day. Yeah. We we smelled the roads. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but I don't I don't know how else to <laughs> no, say it. No, it is. No, I'm saying like it, that the whole concept is kind of weird. But when you're not in it, what well, you're saying, like we smelled the roads. Yeah. It's like asphalt. Yeah, we we went to a very large parking lot and it smelled like a very large parking lot. Yeah. It was, I don't know, it was weird. I don't know, it was weird. And it was like, the air is so much cleaner out here, obviously. Yeah. And it it is cleansing every day when you walk out, whether sure. it's hot or humid or cold or whatever, it's still clear, clean air. Yeah. And, and it's a farm. It could stink. It could. But we move our animals so it doesn't stink. Right. If it starts stinking, we got issues. Time to move. Time to move. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to, to interrupt oh, no, what you right. were saying, but the challenges. Yeah. So one one morning when in the DC area, we were actually in living in Virginia at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I woke up and the coffee had not made. We have a timer on our coffee pot and the coffee had not made. And um, I went onto my phone and went to Amazon and ordered a new coffee pot. And as I left that morning, I woke Shelly up and said, Hey, the coffee pot broke and the new one will be here in about 30 minutes. That's happened. Yeah. Because they had less than two hour delivery. That's right. With a distribution center, like right near where we lived. And you could order Amazon for like now. Yeah. It was faster than pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, it was close actually. I know it was fast. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. We're not talking (laughs) about Mr. Coffee. No coffee pot. It's a Cuisinart with the bean grind and brew grind and brew thing, you know, not programmable. Yeah. I'm surprised they even had one. Not only did they have it, they they had had it to the house in less than two hours. Less than two hours juxtaposed to our situation, (laughs) (laughs) which is... I wouldn't say we've gotten used to the current situation. I I would say that it just is, right? Now, Amazon, instead of less than two hours, it's typically closer to nine days. Yeah, some of that is where we live. And some of it, I think Amazon's shipping, like the shipping world has kind of changed. Because when we first got here, it seemed to have been you know, like four days and it's gotten longer and longer over the situation of whatever the shipping and supply chain and all that. I don't know, but yeah, it's not fast. No. And we, we realized pretty quickly our dependency (laughs) on Amazon and UPS and getting things immediate. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things living down a dirt road, this property had never had anyone live on it before. So it had never had an address. Yeah. So the, the whole, the whole concept of getting an address is interesting. If creating a brand new thing, creating a thing, it had never existed before. So, Mm -hmm. um, it involved talking to the County commissioner at the courthouse, the County seat. Mm -hmm. I say it as if it's a big thing. Mayberry (laughs) y'all. It's the only way I can describe it. Mayberry. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. But we ended up creating an address, yeah. and then how do you get that address into all of the places that need the address, like UPS and FedEx and U.S. Postal Service and all of the, you know, the things, the reasons you would want to have an address, those people that need it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was it was definitely a challenge trying to trying to get get that it set up all set up. It took weeks and weeks, yeah. Mul- like multiple weeks and a lot of effort of training the drivers, yeah, training the warehouse people, yeah, training the computers, right? Creating it, creating a spot in Google, like you worked with Google and IMAPS and MapQuest, yeah. Uh, didn't know anybody still used MapQuest, but apparently a lot of the sites feed they feed off, of, off it. of it. Yeah, like it's the source. I remember at one point we don't have great cell coverage. We don't have cell co- coverage at all on some parts of the farm, and we right. don't have great coverage on other parts. And the manager at the di- local distribution center called oh, from know. UPS as we were trying to trying desperately to get this all worked out. And I finally got a phone call from someone at UPS. Yes, you did. And I stood on the roof of the side-by-side <laughs> so that I could get high enough. Holding up. I'm holding up my phone like this, trying yeah. to talk to him and, and trying to get the address thing worked out. But we have. We've yes. gotten it worked out. Yeah. It was a, definitely a challenge to, yeah. to make it happen. But at this point... Persistence. Yeah. At this point, we do get um, our packages delivered. Amazon. Yeah. FedEx. Yeah. The postal service does its thing. Yeah, we have a mailbox. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We sure do. <laughs> yeah. So, but we we did realize that we were dependent on Amazon being fast, and what we've had to do is change our uh, our understanding of <laughs> our situation. Yeah, and we we just know it's not going to come fast. We order it, and it's going to get here when it gets here. If we need the thing, you got to go get it. Yeah. But oftentimes, it's not a thing. We're like. Eh, I like, want to go to town. <laughs> I don't need I can, it that bad. Turns out I can't wait nine days for my... <laughs> what, whatever. <laughs> whatever the thing is. And we have, we have Amazon monthly subscriptions. Yeah. So we make sure that it's all ordered ahead of time. We know what it's going to come. We have plenty on hand. And so it doesn't really matter if it comes, when it comes. It just gets here and yay for coffee. <laughs> yes, we get our coffee from Amazon. <laughs> That's how dependent we were. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but we got it all. It's worked out and we're happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but speaking of like fast things though, you know, we don't have Instacart. No DoorDash. No DoorDash. No pizza delivery. No. No. What? Oh, huh. so <laughs> quick story. One night we were living uh, in one of our houses in Maryland and I wanted some Rebel ice cream. Uh a keto ice cream from the grocery store. And I think we, well, we were Instacarting. So definitely the whole 2020 thing had, was, you know, in full swing or had happened. And so we were quite accustomed to using Instacart at this point. And I got online and I ordered, I wanted some ice cream. So I ordered like five cartons of Rebel ice cream from Instacart. It was like eight o'clock at night. Now I could have gone to the grocery store. It was three minutes away. Ah, no, <laughs> it's eight o'clock at night. <laughs> And he goes like, did you just um, order ice cream from Instacart? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yes, I'm rooting for them really hard and they're going to deliver my ice cream. 
in like less than 30 minutes. Now. Now? We just, what do we do? We make our own. We just make our own. <laughs> it's just easier. It's so much easier. <laughs> we, we go milk the cow. <laughs> and it's easier. We milk the cow. We make sure the milk's cold. We cream the milk. We save it for a little bit. And then we go get some eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and make some homemade ice cream if we want some. It's easier than going to town. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's easier. It's better. But you've already got all the ingredients. <laughs> and it's way, oh, yeah, it's way better. Way better. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no, we don't have delivery of anything. No. Of like, not you know, instant, now. Not instant delivery. Not instant no. delivery. No. No. Mm-hmm. We have... We have a few different roads to get in here. Yeah. Um, the The best road and the shortest road both have low water bridges. What's a low water bridge? It is, uh, the road actually goes down into the creek bed. And then typically there's a, a concrete just poured on the bottom of the creek bed. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of them have culverts under them, so the water can run through the culvert if it's low. And if the water starts to rise, it can run across the top of the concrete. Yeah. And so the you actually drive across the water in in the creek mm-hmm. on top of the concrete, which is, set, they call it a bridge, not necessarily a bridge, but it, I guess oh, it doesn't a, wash out, I guess. It's a bridge, yeah. It keeps the things from washing out. Yeah. And so... So that you can use when the water is low. Right. Because when the water's high. Well, we learned what, you know, God willing and the creek don't rise actually means. Yes, we did. Because when the creek rises, you're not going. No. We, no, yeah, you, you literally will can't. Right? It's moving. Yeah, you just, Dangerous. You just can't go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we, we do, though, have some high roads that mm-hmm. don't go across a low water bridge. Yes. It takes longer even than the others, but it... Yeah, it's um, but you can get out. We at least we can, can get, out. get out. We yeah. can get out. There are properties around that you you just can't. Cannot. You cannot get out until the creek goes down. Yeah, <laughs> so you're stuck. <laughs> We're not coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So there's also a connectivity or broadband issues. We came from a place where it was very it was Verizon FiOS. We had every device hooked up to everything. To include mapping out, you know, like we do with our Roomba, you know, everything was connected. Yeah. Uh, our lights, we would talk to our lights and tell yeah. them to turn on and turn off. And, the lights, the plugs, I mean, we were super, devices, we were, yeah. I think we were like one of some of the, like we were an Uber connected situation. Yeah. 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 We got here and our cell phones barely worked and that was yeah, it. That's true. That was the extent of what we had. And so for the first, what, 15, 16 months we lived here, we were in our RV. and We wanted internet, though. Yeah. We did. And, and we tried multiple things. And we tried a couple things. of different things, and, yeah. and they, they just didn't work. No. We tried an, an LTE-based uh, Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and the LTE signal was not strong enough to ever get it to work. Um, we were able to do a little bit with hotspots on our phone, but... For the most part, that didn't work. And so we went from, you know, binge streaming whatever we wanted to see on, on Netflix to yep. um, we we actually 
changed did. our Netflix subscription. We did because it was we weren't being able to use the the streaming service, so we went old school. We had to, and started getting mail DVDs in the mail again. We went back all the way back to like 2005. All right. Yeah, and it worked though. And then <laughs> we were able to watch something. And then the farm grew and we canceled it. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we still don't watch Netflix. We don't stream anything, really. Um, we do have Dish Network. We're, we're connected now. But um, we could watch it. Why? Because Mr. Musk. Thank you, Mr. Musk. Yeah, we now have Starlink. Yeah. And that, that for as far as internet goes, that works great. It works great. We're, we're really happy. We tried a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. And... Um, while they, we did have some internet, it just did not work for us. Yeah. And so this, this yeah. really does. So if you are listening and you're considering moving to a rural location where you do not think that you're going to have connectivity, consider looking into Starlink now, get on their wait list. It can take you up to a year to wait for them to be able to add you to their satellite cluster that's up there so that everyone has the the amount of broadband that that they are paying for. Yeah. And so they make you wait, but it's worth the wait, especially if you're going to be in an off-grid situation or just a way out there uh, situation. Also, our power company is coming in right now with actual, um, I guess it's, Oh, it's broadband yeah. and it's fiber optics yeah. broadband for us. And so check with your, the people who are going to be your power company because you might not think to check with them, but they're the ones who are doing the program here and they're hanging out on their lines, you know, and it's going to be here soon, yeah. really, really soon. So check that too. Cause just because it's not there now doesn't mean it won't be there ever. We've been here two years. I didn't think it would happen for five at least. And two years later, we're like January, they're saying. Oh, wow. For it to be up and running and us to have just full broadband, do what you want. Yeah. Which is cool. Oh, yeah. It really is. Yeah, really cool. I I really didn't think, I thought it would be at least five years. Yeah. But they got the program going faster and, you know, yay for that. Right. Although being disconnected, how did that, how, how, how did that work? That, for that you. first 15, 16 months, um, I think it was necessary, maybe. kind of was. Um, it was a, one of those blessings in disguise. Yeah, a, a real, like an actual, literal disconnect. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. We unplugged all of it. Yeah. And didn't have anything else to plug it into. And so it, it was a, a true disconnect. Um I mean, we, we could still email, basically, yeah. was about the extent of it. And mm-hmm. and I think for me, especially after having spent five years at the Pentagon, it just immersed in all of it, um, that stepping away and having time to look at you and talk and look at animals and, and think. Think. And, think. Yeah, it was really? just... It was um, and focus on it what was it was we nice. were doing. Looking looking back, it was frustrating at the time because we weren't being able to do what we wanted to do. But now yeah. looking back on it, I would say, yeah, it was it was really nice to have that opportunity to to literally unplug. Yep. 
Yeah, it was. It was, it was an inconvenience. Yeah. But it was worth, I think it was, it was important. Yeah. So don't be frustrated if you're out there and you don't have what you're, what you used to have. Yeah. Cause it, it could be, it could be a good thing for your soul. Yeah, definitely. You know, and your family. Disguise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, blessings in disguise. Yeah. We've talked about the challenges that we're, we faced over the past two years, but this is not, this is not the first hard thing we've done. Like we live in the middle of the country. It's not the first time we've lived 20 miles out of town. We did that when we first got married. Yeah. It's not the first time that we have just lived in a challenging situation where you don't have what you're used to having living in England. When we moved over there, that was, that was a, that was really a foreign land to us. And there were so many things we were used to having, we didn't have anymore. So the, it was inconvenient. In, in Korea, we couldn't even communicate. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, you can't even talk to the people. Like, we, we got a, a to, phone line. And, and I don't even know what happened. We didn't. There was no, no. <laughs> we didn't understand what they were saying. They didn't understand what we no. were saying. We left with the phone. We did. Yeah, uh, it was weird. They call it pointy-talky, and it was... Worky, worky. Worky, worky. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it, this isn't the first heart. This isn't the first experience that we've had with challenges. You know, challenges. Yeah. Because um, we've moved all around everywhere. Every two years or three years was a challenge. Yeah. You know, a new environment or whatever. Um, for me, probably the challenge going forward is going to be not getting the itch to go. Mm. after 25 years of go, 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 go. Yeah. And the thought of just stop and stay and be content. We've been here two years. It's getting on time to leave. <laughs> it would be. Yeah, it would be. But I don't feel that. So that's that's wonderful because yeah. I did wonder yeah, yeah. how it was going to be. I did too. Yeah. Like, okay, it's time to do something else. But I don't have the itch at all. No. and I, But I think the way we're doing our life – and there's so much out there and there's so much else. There's else every single day with the rhythm of our day that how you can't, you don't even have time to hardly think about, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I wish I was moving to wherever. wherever. No, I don't feel that at all. So that's no. great. Yeah. And that's uh, back to what we talked about earlier, that contrast between the hustle bustle city life and not being, like lazy, you know, like mm -hmm. we're, we're, we are really busy, but yet not, yeah, not busy like that. No, we're not, not <laughs> like that. We can stop. And in fact, kind of brings us to a story having time to stop, yeah, and not being so busy and such hustle bustle that you, okay, so we were driving home down a dirt road fairly early on in this uh, adventure. And guy pulls up beside us. You know, you got to pass. It's kind of a one-lane situation. So somebody's got to move over a little bit to go around. And he kind of waved. And I think we'd spoken before. Uh, but he kind of waved and stopped. So we stopped. And he put his truck in park and turned it off. And we're like, all right. So we put it in park, turned it off. This is a stark contrast, y'all, from 395. Yeah, where you don't wave. No, you, no. 
You know, you don't wave. Right. You don't know <laughs> nothing. You you just keep you know head 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 down. Just drive. Right. Aggressively. And so, <laughs> this was not only do you wave, you roll the window down. Yeah. You stop. Stop. Speak. You put it in park, and, and you turn it off. And why would you turn it off? Well, most of the time people are driving big diesel trucks and they're loud and you can't hear it over the motor. So you turn it off so you, you can talk. But you're on a road. You stopped in the middle of the road. Yeah. No traffic. Well, we did stop. We probably, other, other than what you just created. I know. <laughs> I, so we stopped. We sat there and talked for probably, what, 20, 30 minutes? Yes. Got to know him. Yeah. That was great. He's our neighbor. Yeah. Didn't have to move for oncoming traffic, though. But we left when someone came up behind us. A vehicle came. And that's how often that happens. Yeah. Yeah. 30 minutes. uh, Close to. Anyway, that is country life, though. And that's that's the essence. It made us think really quick. Because we had only been here like a week or two. Yeah, it was not long. I mean, not long at all. But it made us think really quick about what if we're in a hurry? (laughs) Right. Like, because yeah. I mean, that's, that was, has been our life for, uh, I don't know. Ever, go ever, yeah. now. Go now. Get out of my way. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what if we're in a hurry? Uh, uh, don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Yeah. Is really the answer. Whatever it is, probably can wait. Yeah. Leave early or you adopt Ozark time. Mm-hmm. Ozark time. Yeah. So with Ozark time, what we learned was folks will say, you know, whatever the question was, you know, in a few weeks or in a couple weeks. Yeah. I'll come out and have a look at your property to do your well in a couple weeks. Okay. Or, or yeah, whatever it is. For example. Yeah. Yeah, That's just an example. Yeah. And there's so, some people, a lot of people trying to get their wells yeah, put in true. right now. <laughs> so and so, and so what that means is don't expect to see that person or hear from them in anything less than two weeks. Right. It doesn't mean in two weeks. Nope. It's no, not no, a, no, you no. don't have an appointment. No. <laughs> no. And it's not anything between now and two weeks. No. It's something beyond two weeks. It could be four weeks. Or six. Or six. Or something else. Or something, yeah. But not less than two weeks. That's right. So it, it's, it's just a, a, it's just a, a different, different way of looking at time, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that, that again... It's kind of like I'm, island time. If you've ever been to the islands and they say, oh, it's no worries, man. Yeah. yeah. The, the, island time, you, you take off your watch. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah, it is very similar. To the Things just do slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, me too. Most I tried taking off my watch for a little while and I I found that I just looked at my arm <laughs> and wondered what time it was. So I put my watch back on. Oh. <laughs> I I like I like having my watch. I like well, knowing where what your time watch? it is. By all means. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I just found out I was looking at my arm. <laughs> Uh, golly right yeah okay well that okay where are we where where do where are we going where are we going next oh i want to talk about my kitchen window okay tell me about 
Well, we test cast last week. It was well-placed. Or the week before, I don't remember. One of them. It was well-placed, which is a construction win. Yeah. But it's not necessarily a picture window, but it is a picture on the other side of the window. Okay. And to me, the, the picture that it gives, I look out and I see the garden. Weeds are not. I see where the eggs come from. I see where the lambs are hanging out right now. I see beyond there's cows. And then right there in front of me, real big, is a hillside that we own. And then over there's another hillside that we own. But right outside that window is what I feel like it's just refreshing to look at. You see all of the seasons every single day on the side of that hill. And it's as if that's the way life was supposed to be lived, maybe, where you can see your food source. You see nature. It's green and blue, and I it to me it, it it's grounding. Mm-hmm. It it is reality. It's very real. It's not yeah. a it's not a screen. Mm. It's not a virtual reality. You know it it is it is real. Yeah. And and you look at it, and I mean, if it's raining, it's really raining. Yeah. You know, there, it, it is definitely foundational. It's grounding Yeah, for, for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It is grounding and it is real. And maybe that's why it's so good for our souls, you know, to see, to, to look out and to see that. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. What do you, what do you got for me today? Ah, the did you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I could I can see it here. Yeah. So we talked a little bit uh, um in the blog this week about the the C40 cities and I I bring that into this conversation because of the stark contrast we've been drawing between city life and uh, the life that we have here down the dirt roads. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to bring the C40 in to the conversation and in the blog, I, I, I wrote one titled No Meat by 2030, and then another one, No Private Vehicles by 2030, and I was really uh, drawing on the C40 initiatives. And, okay. and C40 is a group started as 18, then quickly went to 40 cities, and then very quickly after that, up to 96 of the world's major cities. And it was really talking about the environment and how they wanted to bring down emissions and such in the cities mm-hmm. to, as a way to um, positively affect the environment. Okay. And then they had a bunch of um, initiatives that they wanted to do. and Wanted I, or still do? Want. Wanting. Oh, wanted. Wanting. I, I said wanted, but they are, yeah. they are currently in the process. Of making this of happen. making this happen. Okay. So I... I Found it on Snopes, which is the, you know, if you want to know if something's true or not, right, you go Mm -hmm. to Snopes. And so uh, what they said was in August of 23, a number of articles claimed that 14 U.S. cities were going to ban meat, dairy products, and private cars by 2030 in an effort to combat the effects of climate change. Um, A right-leaning blog called Red State claimed on August the 21st of 23 that 14 American cities are aiming at what is sure to be an elusive target banning meat and dairy consumption and the use of private automobiles in just seven years. 
The Federalist called these alleged, alleged bans dystopian goals. Um, the People's Voice blamed it on a World Economic Forum. Um, and then Snopes makes the assertion the above claims are false. Oh. So um, there is no plan for 14 U.S. cities to ban meat, dairy, and private cars by 2030. The claims incorrectly interpret the language from the 2019 report, and I sent that out in the blog as well, the mm -hmm. actual report, 130-something uh -huh. pages. Um, and it, th there's no claim that they are going to ban them, um, blah, blah, blah. They found the research serves as a recommendation that is, uh, are recommendations that are in no way binding, not a plan for cities to adopt. It's up to individuals to make their personal lifestyle choices, including what type of food to eat and what type of clothing they prefer. Uh, clothing was another one that they talked about where by 2030, each individual, um, their, their goal, uh, each individual would only have three articles of new clothing per year. The 2030, are you referencing the 2030 agenda? No, it's different than oh, the 2030 agenda, just, actually. The oh. C40 is their own thing. Well, I know, but so they have the same timeline? Yes. Okay. Same good. same timeline, oh. different agenda, a little bit different group of folks. So they're going to ban these things in Correct. the cities? They're not going to ban it. So Snopes finds that the articles claiming that there's all of this stuff happening mm -hmm. is false. False. Right. Okay. Ready for the butt. Yeah, I can imagine the butt. Go ahead. How did you know? <laughs> there has to be one. Okay, but. Yeah. In Philadelphia, which is one of the uh, 14 That's, U.S. cities that are part of the C4. Four, I was going to ask, how many are in the U.S.? 14. 14. Okay. Participating cities. Mm -hmm. What they did in 2017 was they imposed a sweetened beverage tax. Mm. where 1.5 cents per ounce tax on all beverages with added sugars mm -hmm. to include tea and sports drinks and all of those types of things. So the while there is no um, laws mm -hmm. or they're not making any rules that say you can't have these things, what we do have is evidence literal evidence that if the cities want you to change your behavior, they will force you to change well, your behavior. I was going to say, they're not going to ban it, but how are they going to influence? Yeah, by taxing it, mm. at least in Philadelphia, at least for sweetened drinks. And what interestingly, a side note, interestingly, what they found was that the sale of um, sugary drinks in Philadelphia did go down. So it worked. And the sales of sugary drinks right outside the city limits went up. Ah. Sounds like dry counties. <laughs> so they just drove outside the city and bought the stuff anyway. Mm. Okay. So So the, how do you get cars to stop? Well, I think I, I think the thing is, and and a, a lot of folks have heard about the the it's been in the news recently, I would, initiatives. I would at yeah. least say, it's been in the news recently about the meat and the dairy and the vehicles and the clothing, and, and um, folks are really starting to take a look at what this C40 um, group has put out as what where they want to go in the future. And 
it's it's really easy to grab a hold of it and say they're going to ban this and that's not going to happen and i mean even myself in the blog saying i think that they're going to do this but it's the it's the how are they going mm-hmm. to do it right. and where I, I initially was thinking they're probably just going to write an edict and say do it i think that they probably won't i think that there would be too much pushback on mm-hmm. that but i do think what they can do and have been proven to do is just start putting taxes on it. Just oh, make yeah. it where it's difficult. Yeah. So if, if like sugary drinks, mm-hmm. if they say, hey, we believe that meat is bad for you, thus we're going to tax it. Or we believe that or we want you to reduce your consumption of meat for a reason, whatever. They'll just Yeah, whatever the thing is, I think they'll just make it so uncomfortable. People don't want to do it Yeah, through regulations, not laws. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and taxes at yeah, the I city think, level. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be more like taxes. I really do. And um, the, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what they're trying to do is is to influence people to make their own choices to stop doing. We didn't these things. ban anything, right? Mm. Yeah, that's the whole. Uh, that's the whole verbiage in the in the report mm-hmm. is. That they they want people they want to influence people to make their own decision that inside the cities they will stop doing these things mm. or they will implement a lifestyle congruent with these things. Okay. And from what we've seen, I think that they will be willing to put a little bit of oomph behind their suggestions to folks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so, you know, bringing that back around. Mm-hmm. No one's doing that to us. No, <laughs> no one's doing that to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. No. And if you don't want to do that, participate in that particular way of life some people do they love the cities they want the conveniences the 15 they're called 15 minute cities that's part of the c40 initiative kind of some of their concepts to be able to walk everywhere there's no pollution there's no cars everything is sort of really within walking distance um (laughs) If you're looking for a high walking score, don't move out here. Right. <laughs> don't move down a dirt road. Um, but if you're if that if that's your jam, like you really love the conveniences of just living in one spot and having everything right there delivered to you and easy to get to, and your work is right there. You work from home, and dude, stay there. But if you're not looking to like not own anything or if you're not looking to get rid of your car or be taxed out of your car you could keep your car you're just going to pay extra to drive it here we saw that in london in 1999 yeah they don't take they call the semi-trucks lorries over there you don't take lorries into london because they imposed this they imposed what was it a road tax or a a vehicle tax? a, a vehicle tax for the lorries specifically so it's so great that it's prohibitive. Right. And so you don't see semi-trucks in downtown London. Yeah. And, and there's some cities around here that 
or in the United States that also have, you know, they have similar, they're going to make it, you don't have to pay to be able to do it. Um, so they'll just tax you right out of wanting you to use your car. Yeah. They're going to take it from you. You just won't want it. Yeah. Not down a dirt road. No, not down a dirt road. No. Um, you might even want to get a Jeep or a truck. Right. <laughs> down, a dirt, down these dirt roads. Um, yeah, we were, ugh. our uh, Missouri state representative visited the farm. Yes, he did. And he, he told a funny story about one of his constituents that was complaining, mm-hmm. uh, had recently moved here from one of the cities and thought that he should get all of the roads paved because she didn't, she didn't like it. Well, because you're still driving her Mercedes. He told her to get a truck. <laughs> he said you should get a truck because <laughs> they don't have enough money. To... <laughs> barely, they, when they grade the road, we're happy. <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> and when it snows, you might want a Jeep. Yeah. Because that's the way you're going to get out. They did They did plow the road one time when we had snow. Yeah, they did. Once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had snow more than once. Yeah, that's, that's true. Wait for it to thaw. Yeah. Drive a Jeep. Yeah, so... Bottom line, we, Bottom like, line. we like the dirt roads. We love it. We well, like the life. Yeah. It's not like we're in love with the actual dirt road. No, I really do. I still like a clean vehicle. I'm just not going to get one. It's worth the sacrifice. But we do like the life that comes with yes. living three miles down a dirt road. Mm-hmm. All, all of it. All of it. The, the challenges, the benefits. Yeah. The challenges make good stories. <laughs> if they don't do anything else, right. you know, highly recommend it. If you're sitting in a city and you're thinking, man, I don't really think that I want the government to tax me out of my life. Hmm. You should put on your shoes, get in your car. That you still have. That you still have. Yeah, there are places in this country that you can go and it's not going to be like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And as we discussed, there are ways to connect. Yeah. So even if you do work from home, you oh can gosh. still work from home. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, we're running out of time, but you were, real quick, you were reading something on X this morning about techies. Wanting to own farms. Are, are, do. They don't, I mean, wanting to, and then and a lot of them do. do. They own farms. Yeah. They work from home. They're in the tech industry. They're constantly in the digital space, but they live on farms. And one Why? Of the, one of the greatest things that they talked about was being able to walk outside and touch the grass. Yes, because yeah, because we need to touch grass. They want to be able to feel the earth. Yeah, like literally, they they want to to and stand, not be in a concrete jungle. Yeah, not on concrete. They want to stand on the earth. Yeah, and connect with. So that's saying soil. something. <laughs> you know, you can still you know, keep your day job. Do the thing that you do for your living and get into a lifestyle situation that is death, three miles down a dirt road and maintain your modern lifestyle somewhere else. Yeah. We live a very modern lifestyle at this point, as modern as we want it. Yeah, sure. We, we have all of the conveniences inside our house, but we don't have all that other noise. Right. Yeah. Okay, what are we going to talk about next week? Oh, man. We're going to talk about sheep. Sheep. <laughs> We're going to talk about sheep. 
sheep, 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 sheep. Yeah. That's how we call them. Yeah. We, we've got we've got to figure out our sheep. And we so do. hopefully between now and when we talk about it next week, we get our sheep figured out. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll, we'll talk next week about uh, what we're trying to figure out with our sheep. One yeah, of the two. That's good. Um, okay. Yes. Things are changing with our sheep enterprise. They are. And we got to... We got to talk about it. We're going to talk about um, what we're doing. Okay. Sheep. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening again and watching. Uh, thanks for the comments. We had a lot of good comments this week. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for the chigger tips. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the peppermint oils and the uh, tea tree oil and yeah, the comments are amazing. And we actually right. we actually do use them. Thank yeah. you. We got some stuff and we're going to... Especially next summer, we're kind of coming to the end of the ticks and the trigger season. But come next spring, we're go- I'm going to load up on that stuff, mm-hmm. and hopefully it'll help us out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And until next week, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>